Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the February 9th edition of The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the issue of the league. The Court Report, brought to you by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn, comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Tuesday night at 7 p.m., right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Every week, we'll take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League-related, including scores, standings, and interesting topics, covering all of your Yeshiva sports needs. If it interests you, it'll be here, because this show is all about you. Had a game this week? Let us know. Friend me on Facebook and send me a message. My name is Elliot Weiselberg, W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G, or like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is Y-L-S Wiseguy, that's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y, or email me at Elliot at NachumSiegel.com, because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank you once again to our sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. If you've won an MYHSAL championship over the last 10 years, you already know about the great job that Mike and his staff do. So please contact them at Crown Trophy of Brooklyn for all of your trophy and plaque needs. They can be reached at 718-769-4111. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, assistant coach of the Yeshiva Flatbush Falcons JV and varsity hockey teams, and co-coach of the Yeshiva Hartora Junior High Hockey Team. But most of all, like you, I am a Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids each and every week with you, live from the press box at the NSN Arena in the heart of Brooklyn. Well, with more snow pushing games to this week, our playoff picture is going to need another few days to be sorted out, apparently. All four leagues had at least one important game pushed off, and we'll need to wait to this coming week to put their puzzles together. We do have a much better idea of what is happening than we did last week, though, so where we do have a more concrete picture, I'm going to do my best to let you know where we are at. Uh, hopefully there won't be any disruptions this week, so we can start on the playoffs following the holiday break. Let's kick things off with uh, varsity hockey. So the snow took away one half of the grand two-day spectacle that should have been this week, with DRS and Hafter canceling their Wednesday tilt due to the threat of the Puma weather. Uh, the game has been rescheduled for this coming Tuesday in Hafter. The battle for the top of the West did go off as planned on Thursday night, though, as Frisch and TABC squared off in Paramus. Both teams came into the night at 10-2, and two, meaning that the winner of the contest would have a distinct advantage in the chase for the top seed. Frisch, having won the previous contest between the two, had the added ability to clinch the Western Division title in front of their home fans. The Cougars gave the crowd something to cheer about early on, as senior Jason Levine put home a John O'Weichner rebound to put the home team up three minutes into the first. Three minutes later, though, TABC on the power play, Frisch's Jacob Levy on the kill, loses the ball behind his own net. Storm forward, Yosef Naor pulls the ball out to the corner and sends it to Arie Peckett at the point, who rockets it home to tie up the game at one. Three minutes to go in the period, senior Yoshua Zerman picks up a pass near the mid-court line, moves into the first zone, and fired it home from the point to take a 2-1 lead into the break. Second period, Frisch buzzing, but not breaking through on the TBC goalie Craig Klein, Benji Lankin gives the Storm some breathing room, taking a shot from the top of the three-point line that bounced off of Frisch goalie Alex Kirschenbaum's helmet and into the net for a 3-1 lead. In the third, TABC slammed the door shut. Four minutes into the period, Peckett picked up the ball on the right wall and used first defender Max Rimberg as a screen for a shot that beat Kirschenbaum along the far post. Less than a minute later, Buddy Wise completed two ends of a hustle play, tipping an errant Frisch pass, winding up on the ground, getting back up and in the middle to receive a Judah Wharton tile feed for the fifth TABC goal in a 5-1 route. The win launched the Storm to 11-2 and dropped Frisch to 10-2, meaning that a TABC victory over Kushner last night would close the door on the division. 
Kushner knowing that they need a win to get a bye and avoid meeting with MTA. Shot out early with Lewis Reeves scoring to put the Cobras up 1-0 early in the first period. But just like against Frisch, Peckett evened the game up, tying the score at 1, heading out of the first stanza. Second period, TABC jumped out to a 2-1 lead on a goal by Schmuel-Levy, and it looked as if we would see a repeat of Thursday night playing out again. But Ellie Schwartz answered right back, deadlocking the game at 2, heading into the final frame. Three minutes into the period, we'd have our answer in the form of Arie Peckett again, nailing his sixth goal in the last three games for the deciding goal in the 3-2 TABC victory, also clinching the Western Conference for the Storm in the process. One other game in the West that had no bearing on the standings, MTA defeated JEC 2-1 on Thursday. Ami Rosenfeld and Jesse Schwab scored for the Lions. Yair Adler added a late goal to break the 8-ton sheer shutout attempt. MTA closes out the regular season at 5-5-2-2, having won three of their last five to make the postseason. JEC finishes their season out at 3-9-0-2. In the East, there was only one game on the week with the aforementioned Hafter DRS contest being canceled, as well as the North Shore Rambam tilt that was supposed to happen on the same night. It might have been for the better for the Stars not having to go back-to-back nights as they met up with Solomon Schechter on Thursday night. Needing a win to earn a postseason berth, the Stars blew out Schechter 9-1 to earn their ticket. Senior John Silverman netted 4, while junior Jonas Spielman added 2 in the clincher. The Stars, with the win, jumped over Mag and David into the next round into a 5-8-1 tie with Hank, with whom they own the tiebreaker as a result of a win and a tie against the Canes this season. So Norshaw will hold the 5 seed and meet up with Rambam in the first round, while Hank will hold the 6 seed and face off with Flavish in their opening round game. Mag and David at 5-9 winds up on the outside looking in by 1 point, cursing Hank's 4-goal comeback on Norshaw that doomed their postseason and hopes. So the only thing left to be decided in the East are the 1 and 2 seeds. As I said last week, a DRS regulation win will give the Wildcats their fourth straight division championship. Anything else will hand Hafter their first division title since 2009. That game will take place, as I said, this coming Tuesday. There are still two games in the East, North Shore Rambam and YDE SSLI, but with neither having any effect on the seedings, it's a possibility that both will be wiped off the slate. Rambam and North Shore, as I said, need to face anyways, but I don't think they're looking to play a tune-up game before their first round game, with all the time constraints set for the playoffs anyways. So to summarize, here's how the matchups look for the playoffs, which will likely begin early next week. In the East, Hafter and DRS will get buys, uh, whichever way they finish 1 and 2. Number 3, Flatbush is going to host number 6, Hank, and number 4, Rambam will host number 5, North Shore. Out west, TABC gets the top seed with Frisch getting number two. The third and final buy seed will either be Kushner or Ramaz, uh, with the other hosting the fifth seed, MTA, in the first round. As far as the bracket goes, here's how it looks. Uh, TABC will face the lowest remaining East opponent after the first round. Uh, it will either be the winner of the Rambam North Shore contest or Hank, should Hank defeat Flatbush, while Frisch will, fa- will face the highest remaining winner. Should Flatbush win, they will travel to Frisch for the second time this year, having upset the Cougars in Frisch earlier this season. The other side is a bit less complicated. The three seed, whether it's Ramaz or Kushner, will automatically take a trip to the loser of the DRS Hafter Saka, while the winner of the 4-5 game will automatically head to the winner of that melee. In terms of layout, the winner of the East will be grouped with Frisch's game, while the loser of the East will, be, will wind up in TABC's bracket for the semifinals. Now, moving over to JV hockey, where there was only one game played on the week, uh, that game being the JV round of the first TABC fight, as just like in the East, DRS and Hafter got pushed off due to the snow scare from Wednesday. 
Both teams came into this game at 8-1, and one, and this being the final game for both teams, this would be a winner-take-all contest with the tie going to TABC, thanks to TABC getting the one blemish on Frisch's record earlier this year. Hoping to not to get to that point, the Storm came out on all cylinders, controlling the tempo for the first half of the opening period. Four and a half minutes into the period, Zach Rothenberg worked his way to the middle and got four wide-open whacks at the ball before Yair Noller moved in untouched and sealed the deal for the one nothing TABC lead. Time winding down in the first period, Kalev Minsky winds up from three-quarter court. Frisch goalie Matty Reinhardt couldn't track the shot, and it hits home to make it 2-0 TABC. Second period, the Storm break the game wide open. Daniel Levy put away a shot in front for a 3-0 score. Fast forward to the third, Frisch finds its way onto the board when Jordan Sokoloff threads a cross pass to David Kirsch, who finds the net to cut the lead to two. But that's as far as it went. Levy added another goal for TABC with a minute left to stretch the final score out to 4-1 Storm. TABC takes their sixth straight division championship and secures the one seed in the West. Frisch falls to 8-2, both losses now coming to TABC this season. The West has two games still outstanding, both involving Kushner, but as neither will improve their standing nor do anything for MTA or Hillel, their opponents, those games will be wiped out ending the Western regular season. The final standings for the West are as follows. TABC finishes with 18 points, Frisch with 16, SAR with 14, Kushner with 10, Ramaz with 6, MTA with 5, and Hillel and JEC tied with 4. The East still has two games remaining, with North Shore Rambam having been wiped out due to, the one, due to the weather on Wednesday. That game will have an impact on the divisional outcome, so the league may make them play it at some point this week. Here are the possibilities. The top two seeds have come down to Rambam and DRS, with Hampton taking third and Flatbush finishing fourth. If Rambam and DRS match outcomes this week, we go to a coin flip. If one gains more points than the other, that team that gains more points will earn the one seed. So here's how the playoffs look for JV. East number 4 Flatbush will travel to take on West number 1 TABC. The winner of that game will take on the winner of East number 2, whoever loses the Rambam DRS battle, and West number 3 SAR. Over in the other bracket, West number 4 Kushner will travel to the Eastern Conference champion, either Rambam or DRS, and the winner of that will face off against the winner of West number 2 Frisch hosting East number 3 Hafter. So heading into the final week of the regular season, as it stands now, uh, unlike last week, here are the top five. In varsity, after um, keeps the one spot. TABC moves up into the second spot, switching places with Frisch, who is now in third following their battle, and Flatbush in fourth and DRS in fifth. JV pretty much stays the same. TABC stays at the number one spot, Rambam in number two, Frisch in number three, DRS at four, and Hafter at five. You can find the full varsity and JV rankings as well as the junior high rankings on our Facebook page and on the Jewish Hoops America Hockey Forum. Speaking of junior high, just to update you on the goings-on for middle school hockey, the Hamish YMSSA League started their playoffs today with number 3 seed Noam hosting number 6 Kushner. In the other playoff matchups, number 4 YNJ will host number 5 Yavna on Wednesday night, number 2 Mariah will host number 7 Ramaz, and number 1 SAR will take on number 8 JEC. Dates for those two games have not been set yet. In the New York MYJHHL League, the West bracket is set. Hartora earned the one seed, defeating Halb today 2-1. They will have a first round bye, while number two seed Flatbush will host number three seed Megan David in the first round. Over in the East, Hank and Westchester are locked in a heated battle for the first and second seed. Halb, the defending champion, is stamped into the third seed. Those playoffs will begin in about two weeks.
Once again, you're listening to The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League sports. Now let's move over to center court to tip off the basketball action for the past week. Uh, we'll start off in varsity basketball. We're going to push our way through the East, where the drama was all sorted out this week, before we work you through the minefield that is the varsity basketball West. In the East, Hank came into the week needing two wins over the East's third and fourth seeds to grab a playoff spot, and that didn't quite happen for them as they fell to Flatbush on Tuesday night. The loss eliminated Hank from playoff contention, but did not blunt their spirit as they rebounded to close out the basketball season with a win 59-45 over YDE. Because of Hank's loss, the DRS Mag and David contest carried a little less meaning. Had Hank been victorious in both, the loser of the Mag and David DRS contest would have been out. Instead, the battle was merely to decide seeding. With the 52-45 victory, DRS at 6-8 takes the fifth seed, while Mag and David at 5-9 finishes in sixth, tied with Hank, but ahead on tiebreaker, setting up a classic Brooklyn showdown between the Warriors and Flatbush in the first round. Flatbush ended their regular season last night, dropping a six-point decision to Hafter, but will head into the playoffs as the third seed after finishing 8-6. Hafter ups their record to 12-2 and and will grab a break, waiting for the West's first round to play out. Out West, four games occurred, with three having major effects on the playoffs. The biggest game occurred on Thursday, where Heschel defeated MTA 57-41. As a result of the victory, Heschel upped their record to 11-2, and clinching the two-seed for the Heat at the time. So Heschel will join Ramaz in getting a first-round bye, and will await the East's first round to play out uh, for the Heat. That made last night's game with SAR somewhat meaningless, as the numbers go on their end. But for the Sting, the game stood for much, much more. Having defeated Kushner 48-20 to on Thursday night, the Sting pulled into a tie with TABC and one game ahead of Frisch. Playing out the scenarios, a Sting loss coupled with a Frisch win, and SAR would find themselves traveling for the first round. So to SAR, a win was absolutely crucial, and it showed as the Sting led by Sammy Marcus's 21 points down the heat, 45-43. Heschel had several chances in the closing seconds to even up the score, but could not. Kenny Storch led Heschel with 13 in the losing effort. So SAR at 10-4 is now guaranteed a first-round home game. What seed they will be and who they will be facing will depend on the outcome of the postponed TABC Frisch contest, which will be made up this coming Wednesday night. Should TABC be victorious, they will tie with SAR, but by virtue of the TABC win over SAR two weeks ago, the Storm would get the three-seed while SAR would host Frisch. If Frisch avenges their earlier loss to TABC by defeating the Storm this week, SAR would finish in the third seed, hosting Kushner, while TABC and Frisch would end up tied at 9-5. and five. Taking a look at how that would play out in the tiebreaker format, let's run down the tiebreakers again. First is head-to-head. Second is record versus playoff teams by percentage. Third is record in division or conference. And fourth, if it's for seeding would be a coin flip. If it's for entering the playoffs, it would be a playing game. So let's take a look at it head-to-head. Each team would have one win over the other on the course of the season. Uh, number two, record versus playoff teams by percentage. Both teams would be at 5-5 five and five at 500. Uh, number three, record in division by conference uh, by percentage. Both teams would finish with an 8-4 and four record under our scenario. So after all that, we go to number 4, a coin flip, where the coin would basically be determining who would host when they faced each other in the first round. So back to SAR, who was waiting on the edge of their seats to find out who they will face, just to make you aware of the difference in the possible outcomes. Against Kushner this year, SAR is 2-0. Against Frisch, the Sting are 0-2. 
Just food for thought. But as we know, once the second season begins, the slate gets wiped clean, and it's all about what you can do on that day. In the other game that happened this week, JEC and Hillel met in a game that was more about pride than anything else, with both teams closing out the 2013-2014 campaign on the outside looking in. For Hillel, while there is no playoffs in their future, a bright spot on the season was the play of Nathan Beebe. Beebe led the league in scoring, averaging over 20 points a game, and currently holds at second in the nation, averaging 6 points more per game than the closest Yeshiva League competitor, Frisch's Justin Hode. Beebe threw down the league's single-game scoring high on the year, with 35 in the first contest of the year versus JEC, as well as three other contests in which he scored 25 points or more, including a 28-point effort against Hafter. So here is the playoff picture for varsity basketball. In the East, North Shore gets the number one seed, while Hafter gets number two. Number three, Flatbush will host number six, Mag and David. Number four, YDE will host number five, DRS. Out West, number one, Ramaz, and number two, Heschel will each get buys, and number three will either be TABC or SAR, and they will host number six, Kushner, and in one of two scenarios, number four will either be SAR hosting number five, Frisch, or TABC and Frisch going to a coin flip. The second round will follow like varsity hockey, except the same format with the East and West. The lowest-seeded winner will face the highest-by-seed in the opposing conference, while the highest-seeded winner will face the lowest-by-seed. For layout purposes, Heschel's bracket will match up with North Shore's bracket, while Hafter will line up with Ramaz. Back to the Jewish Hoops America Top 25. North Shore stays in the top spot in the nation. Hafter stays third overall, maintaining second in the Yeshiva League. Heschel stays at the third spot in the Yeshiva League, moving up to fourth overall. Ramaz is now at fifth overall, fourth in the Yeshiva League, and TABC stays right where they were at tenth overall, fifth in the Yeshiva League, respectively. Frisch stays at 12, SAR stays at 13, Flatbush, DRS, and Mag and David also placed in the top 25. Moving over to JV basketball, where the setup is most complicated, but is also the first to be 100% complete. We'll start off with the two divisions that had, in effect, playoff games this week, with both Western divisions having their three seeds up for grabs. Over in the New Jersey division, Hillel and JEC did battle on Tuesday night. Both teams entered the night at 4-5, and five, with the winner earning the third seed and the loser going home. And in this one, JEC avenged their loss to the Heat earlier in the season by edging them out 50-47. to 47. Renan Kimmel and Mark Shapiro each tallied 14 for the Thunder. Shmar Yahu Shulman added 8 assists for JEC. So JEC will move on to the postseason along with number 1 seed Frisch and number 2 seed TABC. The two were to have met on Wednesday night, but the snow put an end to that, and the two have set a makeup date for this coming Wednesday night in a game that won't really do much other than to give each team an edge heading into the postseason. The New York City division wrapped things up today with the contest between Heschel and MTA that was initially scheduled for last Monday night. With their mobs having finished at 3-7, and seven, MTA needed a win to tie the Rams to have any chance of advancing to the postseason. As tiebreaks go, the JV follows the same format as Varsity. In this case, it would go down to MTA holding a win over a playoff team that Ramaz does not if they took out Heschel. So, MTA knew the story going in. Win and in, lose and out. Unfortunately for the Lions, it was not their day. Heschel dropped MTA 42-35. Sam Schwartzman led Heschel in victory. Adam Mutovich led MTA in the loss with contributions from the returning Adam Mursky at the point. 
So as a result of MTA's loss, MTA falls to 2-8, and eight, meaning that Ramaz at 3-7 and seven will take the third seed from the New York City division in the 2013-2014 playoffs. They join SAR at the top and Heschel with the two seed. Heschel finishes off their season at 8-2. and two. Moving east, we start off in the Brooklyn division, which had the most action on the week, closing out the regular season board. The number two seed in the Brooklyn division, YDE, topped Mag and David 56-46 to close out the Thunder's regular season at 6-4 and four, and send the Warriors off at 3-7. and seven. In the other game on the week, Lave Bunham stunned the number four seed Shari Torah, trouncing the Stars 52-27. to Lave Bunham picks up their second win to close out the season at 2-8, and eight, and dropping Shari to 4-6. and six. The loss, though, is meaningless for Shari Torah, as they already had the fourth seed locked up. Flopush and Orha Torah have the one and three seeds representing the division. Moving over to the Long Island division, the Rambam North Shore game, the only game scheduled for the division last week, was pushed off to tomorrow night in North Shore and will mean nothing to either team's finishes. Just to recap, DRS finishes with the one seed, Hank the two, Hafter the three, and Rambam the four. They will cross over with the Brooklyn division for the East playoff setup. So here is the complete playoff bracket for JV Basketball. I know I said I would put one up last week, but it wasn't as complete, so I'm going to wait till this week when it actually is fully done. Over in the East, the Long Island Division champion, DRS, will face number four, Shari Tor from the Brooklyn Division. The winner will face the winner of Brooklyn number two, YDE, and Long Island number three, Hafter. In the other regional, Brooklyn Division champion, Flatbush, will host Long Island number four, Rambam, and the winner will face the winner of Long Island number two Hank hosting Brooklyn number three Orhatora. The winner of the two brackets will face in the Eastern Conference Finals for the right to face the winner of the West bracket, which looks like this. New Jersey number one Frisch gets a bye and awaits the winner of New York City number two Heschel and New Jersey number three JEC. Heschel will host JEC. Over in the other, New York City number one SAR gets a bye and awaits the winner of New Jersey number two TABC and number three New York City uh, Ramaz. Uh, TABC will host Ramaz in that battle. The winner of the two regionals will meet up in the Western Conference Finals for the chance to represent the West in the championship. Finally in JV basketball, we'll take a look at what will effectively be the second-to-last JV basketball rankings. So given that Frisch and TABC will face this week, we'll update it right after and have an updated one for you next Sunday. But this one will pretty much be the second-to-last one for the regular season. Frisch is still at number one, SAR at two, DRS at three, Flopwish four, Heschel five, TABC six, Hank at seven, uh, RTMA jumps up to eighth. Hafter stays at ninth, or Hatora moves into the top ten with their playoff berth. YDE, Rambam, Hillel, Ramaz, and MTA round the next five, ten to fifteen, or eleven to fifteen, excuse me. Shari Torah, North Shore, Leib Bunham, Kushner, Megan David, Westchester, and Ezra round out the rest of the league. Alright, so that wraps up the JV basketball world. Let's move on to girls basketball now and take a look at their playoff update. In girls A, like I said last week, the top four teams from each division make the playoffs crossing over like the other leagues. Let's take a look at some recaps from this week. Uh, in the East, uh, where all three games happened, Hafter defeated Hank 41-19, to Central topped Heschel 42-28, to and Flatbush downed Hillel 33-22. 
Ramaz finishes their season at 12-0 and, oh, and is the number one seed. Hafter, with their win, is now at 8-2 and, and will take the second seed. Flatbush at 8-4 and four will finish as the third seed. And Central, by virtue of their win over Heschel, will clinch the fourth spot. Currently, they're tied with Heschel for the fourth seed, but the victory this week was the only time that they'll face this season, so the tiebreak will go to Central. In the West, Brewery topped Hill 41-31 last night to keep them one behind SAR in the fight for the final first-round hosting spot. Frisch has earned a first-round bye, but is still fighting with SAR for the number one seed. SAR faces both Frisch and Brewery and can wind up anywhere between first and third. Frisch will either be the first or second seed. Brewery will either be the second or third. Hillel is guaranteed the fourth. So the matchups for girls A is as follows. East number one, Ramaz, will face West number four, Hillel. The winner will face the winner of West number two, Frisch, SAR, or Bruria, hosting East number three, Flatbush. And West number one, Frisch, or SAR, hosting East number four, Central, will face the winner of East number two, Hafter, hosting West number three, either Bruria or SAR. Moving over to Girls B, the top four teams make it with the top seed hosting the number four seed and number two hosting number three. Bruria and Mag and David took wins on the week while SKA defeated Elon 32-16. So the standings are as follows. Bruria is at 10-2 and, and will earn at worst a coin flip for first uh, should SKA win out. At best, they will win the division outright. SKA is currently 8-2. Elon is at 8-3. SKA, here much like SAR in the situation that we had above, can finish anywhere between 1 and 3. Bruria has clinched the first round home game and will either be the 1 or 2 seed, and Elon will either be the 2 or 3 seed, depending on what SKA does. In the fourth spot, Mag and David has the edge at 6 and 6, but Shalhevet at 5 and 6 is right behind them. Shalhevet had one game remaining against SKA today, and depending on that outcome, Mag and David will either have clinched the fourth seed, or we're going to have a playing game between the two. Over in JV, the East will go down to a coin flip as Hafter and Ramaz both finish at 8 and 2 with identical tiebreak records. Both have clinched first round home games, though. At the bottom of the division, Flatbush and Central are tied at four wins, but Flatbush will take the third seed by virtue of the percentage versus playoff team tiebreakers, having split both games with Central, but having earned one more victory against playoff teams. Out West, SAR has clinched the division at 8-2. Mayanote at the same record will take second by virtue of their tiebreak. Frisch will take third, and Kushner will place fourth. So the playoffs in JV look like this. East number one, Hafter or Ramaz, will host West number four, Kushner. The winner will face the winner of West number two, Mayanote, hosting East number three, Flatbush. In the other bracket, West number one, SAR, hosts East number four, Central, and the winner of that game will face the winner of East number two, Hafter or Ramaz, hosting West number three, Frisch. Okay, so let's move over to our games to watch segment for the coming week. I'm going to make this very easy due to the small number of games this week. For JV and Varsity Hockey, I'm going to take the DRS Hafter Series this coming Tuesday night. And for JV and Varsity Basketball, I'm going to take the TABC Frisch game on Wednesday night. I know these were games that I picked last week, but they're this week, so I'm going to cheat a little bit. So you can take your pick, but both Tuesday and Wednesday night will feature games with major implications in all four leagues. As we look to close out all regular seasons, play. Well, that about wraps up another edition of the Court Report. Next week, we will close out the few remaining games and preview the playoff matchups for the first round. If you missed any part of this episode, you can catch the Encore presentation this Tuesday night at 7 p.m. 
following the Book of Life by Charles Ferrari, or you can find The Court Report on iTunes or the Nachum Siegel Network app on iPod. Tomorrow morning, jam in the AM with Nachum Siegel from 6 to 9 AM live on the stream, NachumSiegel.com, jaminetheam.org, or on your radio, 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, 91.9 FM, Rockland County. Before I leave you tonight, I want to thank you for joining me. My thanks again to Crown Trophy of Brooklyn for their support. Uh, they can be reached at 718-769-4111. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on JM in the AM at around 7.20 with the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update. If you wish to purchase tickets to the Morrishaw 50th Anniversary Concert, which is coming up in about two weeks, please log on to morrishawconcert.com. That's M-O-R-A-S-H-A. C-O-N-C-E-R-T dot com. Once again, if you haven't visited the Court Report fan page on Facebook, please do so and click the like tab. Let's get that number up. And leaving you off again with this week's word from the wise, a champion is someone who gets up when he can't. That's from boxing legend Jack Dempsey. See you next week right here on the Court Report, only on the Nachum Siegel Network.